Welcome to the Arts and Antique Radio Show, where your host, nationally recognized certified appraiser Elizabeth Stewart, Santa Barbara's treasure sleuth, will help you put a value on the treasures in your own home. Every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? So let's find out. How valuable is it? Beautiful, Elizabeth Stewart. You know, we have an incredible program. Isaac Garrett is here. He helped us last year introduce one of our favorite events. It's Martin Luther King Honorary honorary Day. And we are going to celebrate that. And I'm so thrilled because I'm joined by the keynote speaker for the um, Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara, the 16th, number 16th annual holiday celebration for Martin Luther King Jr. This is happening, the 16th holi- annual holiday celebration, ironically, is happening on January the 16th. And uh, we're going to start the celebration at 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Um, and then we're going to, it's good, There's. There's. it's going to be fun. There's going to be, the lineup of activities starts at nine at uh, at the De La Guerra Plaza. There's going to be opening prayer. We're going to see some, hear some music. We're going to hear, we're going to have a little preview today of this. We're going to see and hear some of the school winning essay slash poetry submissions. And some of these young students will be reading from these essays and, and submissions. And I got to tell you something, dear listener. I had the opportunity to read some of these essays and the poems. And yeah, I read a little bit to Dr. Barry just before we came on the air. And I went before I introduce her, I want to just read this line out because it's so important. It's important. When I read it to Dr. Barry, she said that capsulizes. This is in the category of submissions by six to 12 year old students. Hold that thought. Let me continue to introduce the day. So on the 16th, we're going to hear those essays and poetry readings. And then World Dance for Humanity, they've been on our show, Richard. There's just a powerhouse of a a group. World Dance for Humanity, they're going to do a little bit of kinetic stuff to get your body stimulated for the march, which is going to go up State Street at 10 a.m. to the Arlington Theater. The 90-minute program there will begin at 11 a.m. with the keynote speakers, speaker, Dr. Dinah Ramey Berry. And I want to introduce Dinah. So the bio I have from her or about her is phenomenal. And I went online and I looked at her books. I looked at the talks that she has given. Ironically, she's the Michael Douglas Dean of Humanities. I say ironically because as an appraiser, I know that family and how how devoted they are to community issues. Michael Douglas, Dean of Humanities and, and Fine Arts at UCSB. She is, as I say, the keynote speaker. So I'm going to introduce her. She's got to leave in, at 1030. So we have to like let, you know, keep our time pretty close. But just for sake of brevity. So Dr. Berry is... As I said, she's at the University of of California here in Santa Barbara. She's a historian, but she's a different kind of historian. She, you know, um, I have my doctorate in art history, and this isn't. She has a 
she's a she's a scholar of the enslaved. And we're not just talking about minor stuff here. This is this is she's she's a specialist on gender. She's a specialist on slavery. She's a specialist on black women's history. She's the award-winning author and editor of six books. Her most recent publication was a it was a black women's history of the United States. I looked that book up and, and ordered that. That is so interesting. She was co-authored with Colleen Nicole Gross. The book is an empowering testament of black women's ability to build communities in the face of oppression and their continued resistance to system, systematic racism and sexism. So um, we can go on uh, and we can talk a lot about all the all the topics that Dr. is interested in, but I just wanna get down to um, some of the main points, some, some questions I have about what, what she will be speaking about on the 16th. And before I introduce her, uh, I'm going to read the last stanza of a poem written by a fourth grader, fourth grader, submitted to the board for an award. Uh, this is a poem by Amelia Madej, and I want to just, the last um, two stanzas, three stanzas. She writes in a poem called Let Us Fly. We are waiting for you. I cannot wait decades. Change will come when we call it forth. Look at your enemies one last time and run to them as friends for life. Uh, you know, fourth grader, gang. This is the kind of inspiration that Dr. King has left. And uh, the 16th is when we celebrate that. And I would like to introduce Dr. Barry, Dr. Ramey Barry. Couple of questions, Dr. I have for you. So we were talking about your work and the scholar of the enslaved, et cetera. What in that light is the significance of the holiday? Um, and it, what specifically I'm asking you to, to think about is to discuss you know, your own history as a scholar um, as you honor his legacy. I'm sure you've thought about this and your, your, your talk will, yeah. Great, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very much looking forward and honored to be able to be the speaker this year for the 16th annual Martin Luther King Jr. celebration here in the city of Santa Barbara. I'm very honored that the committee selected me to speak and I'm happy because this is my first six months in the city. I just moved here in August. So um, my trajectory and my understanding of the importance of Martin Luther King, even though my research is on a much earlier time period, but King talks about equality and freedom and humanity and treating people with dignity and respect and the fight that enslaved people fought for for their freedom had those same tenets and some same those same qualities. Um, Martin Luther King, when he spoke his I Have a Dream speech, he also said that they were it was a hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation and that there were things that had not been there were there were things that have not changed in our society and he was expecting to see those changes and he thought what what would enslaved people think 100 years after slavery if we're still fighting for those same rights and and those forms of equality and justice 
um, fighting for the founding documents of our nation to apply to all mankind and womankind. And I don't say that as an afterthought. Um, so I think those are the things that, that look like, <laughs> yeah, those are the things that strike me as we think about Martin Luther King. And my trajectory is that he is a major influential, probably one of the most influential um, speakers, preachers, leaders, activists of our time. And will always be the fact that his speeches, his sermons are relevant today is another, it speaks um, volumes to the Im impact of his words, but it also speaks volumes to the work that we have to do. And I think that, that the reason why that poem that you shared a few minutes ago struck me was that um, I feel like she understood, Amelia Madej understood King's legacy and she understood the call that he had on all of us to make this place a better place to live. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, do you know, it, is, is it spilling the beans or letting the cat out of the bag? How would you say it to, to tell us what you, what the topic of your talk will be on the 16th? No, I'll, I'll say that I'm going to be talking about servant leadership, which is something that I've learned from Dr. Martin Luther King, the idea of servant leadership. How do we serve others? And that's coming from a few sermons that he gave about, you know, the theme, the theme that we have this year about the most persistent uh, question is, what are you doing for others? So I'm going to provide some context to that question that King asked and also share some of the remarks from his sermon and then give a charge for our audience in our city to do that as well, to think about what we do for others. You know, it's so important. Um, I know that I've got a family member that didn't do well during the pandemic and, and is now um, kind of shut himself off from society. And, you know, there's all these medicines for clinical depression. And he's on some of those. I'm sure they're helpful. But, you know, I just keep thinking, I wonder how that would look if he went out and volunteered and did some good for the community. What, how would that impact, you know, his own psyche? Mm -hmm. uh, just wonder about that. Um, Richard's giving us a sign we got to go to quick break. I want to just quickly say that we are also joined by Isaac Garrett, and he's one of the founding members and past president of the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara, and he's the current vice president. Uh, and he's got a really interesting background in real estate and business here in, in our own community. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, Isaac Garrett's role in organizing the 16th celebration. And a remarkable guy, if I remember from last year, um, Isaac is, is to us in our community. Uh, let's go to quick break. And when we get back from the break, I want to talk about um, Dr. Well, doc, first of all, Dr. Barry's. Uh, legacy as far as what her most enduring thought is, memory uh, of Dr. King and also, you know, Isaacs. I, I think it'd be interesting to see if the two of them have have um, some sort of parity in, in their memory of, of what Dr. King meant in their life. Um, so let's, let's go to quick, Richard, let's go to quick break. We get back. I want to introduce uh, Mr. Garrett to the show and discuss a little bit about what 
you know why for for many many years i mean this is 16 years he's been involved with the committee you know what has led him to such commitment what about the man has led him to such commitment that's what i'm interested to know don't turn that down back in a minute Welcome back. It's Elizabeth Stewart. We're celebrating in advance uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, the 16th annual holiday celebration for Martin Luther King Jr. takes place on Monday, January 16th. It's, the 16th, it's easy to remember the 16th holiday celebration. It's the 16th of January. Um, and we have the keynote speaker with us today for the event, Dinah Ramey Berry, who is a professor uh, and unique professor, very unique professor, Michael Douglas Dean of Humanities and Fine Arts at the University of California, Santa Barbara. She studies enslaved people. And I asked if um, perhaps we could uh, get Isaac Garrett, who is the vice president of the committee, um, and Dr. Barry to reflect on the uh, relevance of Dr. King. And it's interesting because Isaac's been with our committee, our Santa Barbara committee, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara, MLKSB, Namaker. He's been with, with us for 16 years in that role. So um, Isaac, uh, first of all, can I just tell you, Isaac is a huge influential business person in our community. He's been a realtor in our community for years. He started his real estate career in 1973 he obtained his real real estate broker's license in 79. Uh, he's continued to study real estate. He's a graduate of the Realtors Institute. Um, he's got five advanced real estate designations. He has an award by the National Association of Realtors. Um, just the, the, goes on and on. He has many advanced certificates and is highly thought of in the California Association of Realtors in general, and of course in, in Santa Barbara. And Isaac, can you tell us You've served for 16 years. Why? Well, actually, it's just an extension of my uh, civil rights work. I also worked with the NAACP for a number of years. I served six years as president of that organization. And after I left the organization of the NAACP, I uh, was one of the founding members of this organization to continue that work, which is a little bit different, but it's still meaningful to the community. And I felt that uh, it was still in the category of civil rights. And Dr. Berry, you, you mentioned that you were honored in your six months here in, in uh, Santa Barbara, that it was an honor for you to be chosen to give the keynote, the keynote speech for the annual holiday celebration for Martin Luther King. Um, this community, this community service idea that Isaac just brought up to us. I know that your your talk will be. I think you said you will be charging the audience with a, with commitment. Tell us a little more about that. Well, King was a servant leader, and I'm going to talk about servant leadership in my remarks on the 16th. And I want to talk about what that means and how he talked about it in many of his speeches and sermons, not just the I have a dream speech, but others, other speeches that really comes from a different speech about the three dimensions of a meaningful life. 
a speech that he gave in the 19, I think it was 1957. Um, I'm going to talk about that. But what are we doing for others? And I think if we approach our lives in the city and the county of Santa Barbara, I'm looking at our own community, and we think about serving others, we think about being a blessing to others, we think about supporting others, giving hope to others, this will make our lives in our community a much stronger and better place to live. And that's what I mean by servant leadership. And I and just the little that you read to me from the young ladies that are on that are going to be on after me. Um, I am so hopeful that King will, is smiling at our future because I know I am. There's a um, there's a, a a poem or a song um, in Hebrew, Misha Ramel. And uh, there's a line in that poem, Dr. Barry, it says, may God give us the strength to make our lives a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, and it, it, I can, in the Hebrew, it's, it's, well, it's, a, it sounds different, but it's the same sentiment as I think what you're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Richard, let's go to quick break. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some some of the spot. Well, before we go to break, I want to mention that there's many sponsors for this uh, holiday celebration. Um, James S. Bauer Foundation, Union Bank, First United Methodist Church, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Wells Fargo Bank, UCSB Multicultural Center, and Healing Justice Organization. Um, and we will always welcome your donations. You would if you would like to underwrite an event. Uh, it's just get in touch with the committee. You can find the committee online, um, MLKSB committee online. You go there and you it's .org and you can make a donation to the, to the, um, to the mission. Um, the committee's been in service to Santa Barbara to foster private and positive relationships, public positive relationships between many diverse groups in the Santa Barbara community and the surrounding areas, and they sponsor programs and events which exemplify the teaching of Dr. King. And of course, the, the main focus of the, of the committee is the celebration, yearly celebration uh, of Dr. King, which we have the keynote speaker on our show today, Dr. D Dinah Ramey Berry. Let's go to quick break. We get back from the break, um, perhaps Isaac, uh, I know Dr. Berry has to leave, but maybe Isaac can introduce what the parameters were for the selection of the essays and the poems that were chosen. We've got three poets and writers um, and with us today. Um, and I think by the looks of things, we're, are, we, are we like 11 or 12 guys? Yeah, 11 or 12 years old? Some, some no, older? How old? I'm 16. You're 16. Okay. And and the it, and and what about the other two writers? I'm 9. I'm 9. <laughs> I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> you guys are so talented. <laughs> you know, Dr. Barry's clapping. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And it's also fantastic that you're inspired by Dr. King. That's just amazing. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Dinah Rami Perry for, for telling us what she will be talking about on the 16th. And if you could see her, I mean, we're on radio. I realize that but we are watching each other on video because it's easier to talk to each other on video. And Dr. Barry is smiling away. She just, <laughs> it's very inspiring. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Barry. Thank Richard, let's go to me. quick break. Let's, let's introduce the girls when we get back from the break. Thanks, Dr. Barry. Thank you. Don't turn that down back in a minute. We're celebrating the Martin Luther King 16th annual holiday celebration taking place, ironically, January the 16th. We just had the honor of speaking to Dinah Ramey Berry, who's the keynote speaker for the program. And I'd, I'd like to speak now with uh, Isaac Garrett, who's been vice president of the organization and been with the organization for 16 years as part of his um, civil civil commitment to, to Santa Barbara. Um, so how, Isaac, how did the committee pick the, the, the student essays and poems? How did they pick them? Obviously read through them all. Right. Well, basically the first thing is the mindset of the individual student and how well they express themselves in writing based upon the theme that they are given. We don't necessarily uh, look too close at the grammar, et cetera. But we do look at, you know, how well they express themselves, uh, thoughts, ideas, and how it appeals. We feel that it appeals to others as well. And apparently, you can tell sometimes that there have been some discussion because we realize that some of those uh, poems and essays we consider to be so great, you know. And for that age category, sometimes you wonder. My God, this kid is really on the ball, you know. Yeah. And so based upon that, you know, is how we arrive at making a decision as to uh, what winners. Now, sometimes it's very difficult to determine a winner, first or second place, because some of them are so good. And it's not one person that makes that decision. It's several individuals involved in making that decision. It's marvelous. It's marvelous that the, the the material that I was reading, and you you guys uh, um, can can take a look at the website, um, and you can get in touch if you want to donate. You can get in touch with the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara MLKSB.org. Um, I want to start introducing uh, the first author that we want to have a little bit of a recital. Maylene Montes de Leon. She's an 11th grader. Um, and she, her essay was entered into the 13th to 18 year old group. As I said, she's an 11th grader. Um, and that would make her what? Are you 15, 16, Maylene? 16. You're 16. Okay. And her essay that she's going to read for us today is called Impact on My Community. Go ahead, Maylene, read your essay for us. All right. I would say I do enough for my community. Not a lot, but enough. 
what is enough? Enough is when you are satisfied and in peace with what you have done. But what is your definition of enough? My definition of enough is being able to breathe, knowing I have imprinted on somebody. Being able to smile and say, wow, I did that. And having the excitement to do it all over again. I have done many things for my community, mainly not every individual, but general community groups. I've been a part of a nonprofit organization called the Police Activity, Activities League, better known as POW, for four years. Through this organization, I have found the privilege to be a part of a youth council, which has opened an opportunity to give back to my community. Our goal as a council is to give back to our community using our creativity, leadership, and teamwork skills to complete our mission. We have created events such as trunk or treat, Thanksgiving baskets, winter wonderland, and even handing out nearly $200,000 worth of scholarships to low-income families so that their children can have a once-in-a-lifetime experience to go to week-long camps. Some camps are overnight and some take up most of the day. As a council, we help these families with all the paperwork and online worksheets to make sure their experience is smooth sailing. Most of these low-income families are Spanish-speaking and luckily our council is made up of most high school students that are bilingual and experts in this area. Not only are we an asset to these families when applying for these camps, they can rest knowing that even though they can't speak English, they are not at a loss for opportunities they want to take. Another event I mentioned was Trunk or Treat. Because of the COVID pandemic, we had to come up with an event that was COVID friendly and still has the spirit of Halloween for all children in the community. We weren't going to let the pandemic ruin the fun, so our council got to work. Our goal is to decorate trunks that are out in the parking lot of our PAL Teen Center. We come up with different themes and get creative with supplies and props that we will need. It takes us three weeks to a whole month for our council to prepare for this event. We work hard knowing that we will be greeted with beaming smiles by all the children who walk this event. Back to my original point, I would say I have done enough for my community. I can always do more, but I'm happy with this progress. Wonderful. So that was an award-winning essay. We won't say what award because Mr. Garrett has said no. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> but that's fantastic. So I'd also like to hear Amelia Madej, who's a fourth grader. She entered the Poetry Award for the ages 6 to 12. And Amelia's with us. And I wonder, if Amelia, would you honor us by reading this wonderful poem that you wrote uh, called Let Us Fly? Um, yes. Um, it is time to fly. I made wings for the world so we can fly. Rise together as one stronger than before. We will climb the hill of injustice and reach victory peak. We will cry no more for justice and peacemaking will take charge, not leaving one behind. What the world deserves, we deserve. It's time to fly. It is time to soar. Speaking our minds about our world will put us at an advantage. Our nation, once divided, cannot be mended like the way it was before. There will always be a scar, a scratch that was too deep to heal completely. We can close the gap. We will all be ready to make a mark on our concrete perspectives. Through time, we can together, but we cannot wait. We've waited to change, but we never got close enough. That's how it was. We've waited enough. It's time to soar. It's time to change. If our minds remain unchanged, our nation will crumble as we realize the structure wasn't secure enough to hold our hatred. Nobody even glanced at the blueprint. Our atmosphere is selfish and dishonest as is, and if we add more terror, we will fall down again. It will be harder to come to our feet once again, regain balance. Our nation was supposed to be united like we were named. 
um, will you notice before this fire burns the embers to ashes, we won't fall again. It's time to change. It's time to be passionate. We cannot live another day of this hate so strong. Some are forced to the streets begging for food, water, shelter, and the basics of survival that everyone deserves. You need to realize poverty is surrounding some from every angle and they can't break free. You need money. Money does not hold us together. It pushes us apart. You said money held it together. You are wrong. It makes people live unhealthy and forgotten by money. Like you are trapped in an empty room. Despair, cut off from all your relations and happiness. You can't help yourself, but we can if they will. It's time to be passionate. It's time to realize how it could have been and how it is to this day. The world is a burning ball of injustice. One fire extinguisher won't do enough to douse the flame. We will rise together, help each other. Nobody needs to blow and worsen the flames. Life is a marathon full of choices. Someone falls, you stop to help. Won't leave us behind. Won't leave you behind. One person can be the change. Change can be a boomerang. People from Idaho to New Hampshire need to hear your words. You will speak, I will listen, we will change together. It's time to realize how it could have been and how it is to this day. We will change in time, maybe a year from um, yesterday or a day after tomorrow, we will change. It is a ripple in a pond. You toss a rock, change laps to the bank of the world. Peace is something we should be, not we pray for, cry for, and fight for. We all deserve to live our life to a full extent. If everybody but you changes the way they live to help others and you don't, we haven't made an impression. You don't press once for a mark. Just for this so day, we will soar, not a care in our perfect world, that this life will come sooner if we stand together. We will change in time. We will change the world. When we do, nobody will be the wiser. Peace will ripple through our oceans, crashing waves of harmony. We will revive those lying on the streets. There will never be a time when those wings can't help us fly. We are waiting for you. I cannot wait decades. Change will come when we call it forth. Look at your enemies one last time and run to them as your friends for life. Today is the day we will change the world. We can, we will, let us fly. That is beautiful. Um, what, as I said, what I was reading your, your poem last night, um, Amelia and I sent uh, a line. I, I actually said this to Dr. Barry as well. I sent a line, three stanzas of your poem to um, some of my girlfriends because it really hit it home for me. I love this line or these three stanzas. And I just want to emphasize uh, how, how, the, how touching this poem was for me. I love this and I'll read it back to you. We are waiting for you. I cannot wait decades. Change will come when we call it forth. And this is profound. I don't know. This is such a profound line you wrote. Look at your enemies one last time and run to them as friends for life. Uh, how did you think of these things? I mean, do you, as a poet, do you sit down and do they just come out of you? Or do you work on a number of multiple drafts of the poem? How do you write a poem? I, it just kind of just comes. Naturally, I guess. Okay. Well, I will say that that's a rare gift. Um, Richard, uh, are you there, Richard? Oh, okay. So we're going to go to quick break as soon as I get, get catch, catch Richard's eye, who's the producer. Um, so, so that was Amelia Madej, who's a fourth grader, um, and entered her poem, Let Us Fly. And, you know, what we're, what we're talking about here is just these young geniuses. I mean, Isaac, unbelievable. Um, and and um, Amelia will be reading, I think, uh, at the uh, celebration on the 16th. What a fantastic poem, Let Us Fly. 
Richard, let's go to quick break. We get back from the break, we're going to hear from another author, uh, Reagan Schroeder, Reagan Schroeder, who's in a fourth grade, and her essay, uh, Speak Out, short essay I'd like for her to read when we get back from the break. Isaac, do you have any reaction, I'm sure you do, to um, the poem that Amelia wrote? She's saying it just kind of flowed from her. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, the uh, contest essay and poetry is one of my favorite of the programs. I want to see that young talent grow. We want them to be able to express themselves. And we don't want that talent to go to waste. I believe that Dr. King's legacy by the teaching of Dr. King should be a part of the school's curriculum. And since the schools are not providing it, this is one of the things that the MLK committee is trying to do, is give these young people an opportunity to learn about Dr. King and to express their ideas, because who knows who might respond to them in positive ways? Who knows how they might be an inspiration to others? And that's what we are hoping for. Certainly has touched my heart for sure. Um, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> when I think about nine years old, Isaac, you know, it's, it's, it's astounding, astounding. Richard, let's go to quick break. And then Reagan's going to read her essay when we get back from the break. We have just heard um, two of the award winners in the poetry and essay contest that the Martin Luther King Committee selects. These are some of the wonderful student authors that they've selected to read on the day on the 16th and, and uh, will be bestowed with awards on the day. Uh, don't turn that dial back in a minute. Speaking about Martin Luther King Jr., annual holiday celebration is the 16th celebration, and it's Monday, January 16th. Ironically, starts at 9 a.m. at De La Guerra Plaza. We have had um, Dr. Ramey Berry on the on the uh, program today, who is the keynote speaker. She's going to talk about serving one's community. She's been in our community for six months. She's a new a new professor at our university here. She's the Michael Douglas uh, Humanities professor and she studies enslavement. She'll be talking about community involvement and community commitment and she will be charging each of the people in the audience and community to do for their community. Uh, we heard a very appropriate essay written by um, the 11th grader, Meli Montes de Leon, and then we went into uh, just an astoundingly uh, beautiful work of genius by Amelia Midday, who's a fourth grader. Her uh, long poem, but beautiful poem is called Let Us Fly. Uh, and you heard me do a, a quick couple of lines that just inspired me to, to, to write to my girlfriends last night, bits of your poem. Um, and now we are wanting to speak to Reagan Schroeder. She's a fourth grader. And this is her essay, Speak Out. 
And part of, so there's two, there's two things we're noticing here. We're noticing number one, the community involvement, the change call, the call to change. So we had Maylene, the community involvement. We had Amelia, the call to change. And then we have the, this really interesting poem, Speak Out, which is about that you, You've got to make your voice heard. And Mr. Garrett was saying that this is his high point of the community of involvement with the Martin Luther King Committee. The high point for him is is the essay and poetry contest because no voice should be silent in this struggle. Uh, and so let's hear from Reagan Schroeder. This is her, her essay, Speak Out. Reagan, can you read us your essay? Yes, Speak Out. Speak out your words, your thoughts, and your mind. Speak out your wisdom. Speak out to everyone and everywhere all around you. Speak out to Asia, Africa, and America. Speak out to the land across the sea. Speak out your words, your thoughts, and your mind. Speak out your wisdom. Speak out. Every little word has a great impact. Speak out your peace. Speak out your thoughts and your dreams. Speak out and share your thoughts with everyone. Speak out. It will help the world. Speak out and help others survive. Speak out to the world. Speak out and give freedom to everybody. Speak out with passion and kindness. Speak out. Wow. Now, uh, Reagan Schroeder is a fourth grader who is nine years old. And uh, here I'm getting a little bit teary-eyed. It does, Isaac, give us hope, doesn't it, for the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's one of the things I like about this theme compared to others. I think all of them have been good. But this theme can take you in so many different directions. If every direction you go in will be a correct direction, you know, and it's easier to speak to. And there's so many ways that you can reach out and do things for others. It doesn't have to be more large, so many small things that you can do that could be major in people's lives. So, um, you know, can I ask Maylene? Maylene, can you put can take take us off mute there? Um, so, what? So, what Mr. Garrett just said is there's so many ways that we can. And I'm, I'm referring to your essay, "Impact on My Community." Um, so, it, it, just just a thought. So now you are an 11th grader. You're almost out of school, right? You're almost finished with school. Yeah. And so how how do you envision now um going on in your in your work uh serving the community? How do you envision that happening in, in your future life? Well, I'm very interested in the med field. So I feel like having that capacity to help people through medicine, I feel like that's a way to continue serving the community. Um medicine goes a long way with people because some have the fortunate advantage to have medicine paid for, whereas others need that kind of help. And I definitely like to make a change in that and impact that through medicine. So you you are aspiring doctor. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you and what's what subjects do you do do you study that that help you on this path? I'm studying all kinds of sciences like biology and chemistry so that helps a lot and I'm also a part of a health academy which gives me that extra step you're part of the health academy yep 
that's remarkable. That's mm -hmm. remarkable. If you have future, future doctor, um, future doctor, uh, Montes de Leon is, can we call you doctor already? Probably is <laughs> you're actually doing it. You're, you're actually serving and helping and healing the community with your beautiful words. Yeah. Thank you. That's for sure. Yeah. And Reagan, Reagan, how, when you were putting, take us off mute, Reagan, when you were putting your poem together, speak out, what were you thinking of? Um, I was thinking of like standing up for what's right and being kind to other people and being a good leader. Being a good leader. Yeah. Being a good leader. And, and, are you are you are you a poet and a leader yourself? Um, sort of, yes. You know, people can lead with their words, as you notice in your poem, as you make a really important point. They you can lead with your words. I love that you said halfway down the poem this really important line to me, speak out every little word has a great impact. Mm -hmm. Mr. Garrett is saying- words, They lead with their actions as well. And you might be surprised how many other young people will be inspired because of these young people's participation. So yes, Mr. Garrett and I are, are, are just amazed at the wisdom in, in, the, in, the, in this poem. Uh, also like that you say a number of times, and I, I wonder where this comes from because you're nine years old. Two or three times in the poem, speak out your wisdom. You know, when we associate like wise words, we think of age, you know, something that's happened and we've learned through the ages. Um, but you're nine. So where do you think your wisdom comes from? Um, well, from my teachers, because they teach me a lot of stuff and from my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From the models around you. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Richard, do we have to go to quick break? Okay, we're going to quick, quick break, and then we're going to say goodbye to each other. And I'm also going to give another shout out for the event, which is our fabulous 16th annual holiday celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. And the reason that these young authors are on the, on the show with us today is because they are award winners in the essay and poetry contest that's done every year by the, by the committee of uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara. Very important day, the 16th, is the annual holiday celebration on the 16th of January. Starts at De La Guerra Plaza. Let's go to quick break. We get back from the break. We're going to do a little bit of recap of the events of the day that will be happening on the 16th, including the parade down, six, uh, down State Street. Don't turn that down. Welcome back. It's Elizabeth Stewart. We're talking about the Martin Luther King Jr. celebration, 16th annual holiday celebration for Martin Luther King Jr. Now, very quickly, because we don't have much time in the show, 
January 16th, what's going to happen? 9 a.m., we're going to get together at De La Guerra Plaza. The program starts. Um, we're going to have the usual morning activities, but there's after the prayer, the music, and the essay and poetry reading, we are going to join World Beat, uh, sorry, World Dance for Humanities group. And we're going to start the dance. Now we're going to go all the way down marching up State Street at 10 a.m. to the Arlington Theater. And then we will hear the keynote speaker, Dr. Dinah Remy Berry. And we've heard from her. She's going to do a little talk about commitment to the community and serving the community as a servant, uh, as, as her keynote speech. Um, and, and we will, if you come and see the celebration, you will hear the work of these fantastic authors and scholars and poets uh, that we have had on our program. And we want to just shout out, thank you to Mr. Garrett, who Isaac Garrett, who's been organizing, helping organize this event for 16 years in our community. And our extremely talented author, Reagan Schroeder, Reagan Schroeder, who's a fourth grader, her essay has won an award. Also, Amelia Madej, also nine years old, a fourth grader. Her poem has won an award. And also, thank you to Maylene Montes de Leon. She's an 11th grader whose essay won an award chosen by the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee. And thank you, Mr. Garrett, for doing this every year. And I'm just touched to death. You guys are so talented. Keep going. Keep the faith. Keep going. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>